Coxie's having a yarn Cause he's got nothing better to do Coxie's having a yarn And one day he might have one with you <laughs> Hello, welcome back to another episode of Have a Yarn with Me, the podcast with me, Aaron Gox. Please welcome a uh, very special guest. This is very exciting for me, a hero of mine, Lindsay McDougall. Hello. Hello. Hey, Aaron Gox. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure, uh, can we actually call you the doctor or would you prefer Lindsay? <laughs> there, people, it's, I still get people, because I've been working in, you know, grown-up radio for like six years now, and people still... When I get on, a call up and, and I'll say, oh, hello. And it's, it's Aaron here from, uh, Aaron's called up from, from Balambi. Oh, yeah, <laughs> hey, doctor. And it's like, doctor, it's been six years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's all right. That's fine. It's it's one of those um, when nicknames can kind of get out of hand. And, um, mm. did and you, did you, would you want to tell us about the doctor background or was it a bit, bit uh, unsafe for work? No, it's not unsafe. <laughs> it's, it's not even, it's not even, it's actually really... It's actually kind of embarrassing, but I told people so many different stories about it. So when I started, um, when I started, the, when I when we first started getting called the doctor, and people would ask me, we used to make up this story that um, I came backstage after a gig, and Jason had, Jason was drowning in the ice bucket of the rider, like the ice had melted and he was drowning, <laughs> and um, so I gave him mouth to mouth and and brought him back to life again. Yeah. Um, and apparently, and, I, and we used to say, yeah. And he came back, and, and I knew he was conscious again, but I kept giving him mouth to mouth just a little bit longer because it felt <laughs> nice. But um, uh, just so, to share a special moment, exactly. Yeah. Like he's conscious now, so he may as well. But uh, yeah, so we, that's why I got named the doctor. But that's not where it came from at all. That was just one of the many lies we told. Yeah. Um, well, I like that version. It's because, a nice version. Yeah, but also it's it doesn't really. I wouldn't say oh, it's a bit hard to say it doesn't make sense. But also, like, it's a very hands-on doctor, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, I guess paramedic or yeah, it's probably more ab- ambulance yeah. guy doesn't you know? It, yeah, like you wouldn't immediately call it. You wouldn't um, you wouldn't try and get a, 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 a an appointment with a doctor. If yeah, you were yeah. drowning in a rider bucket. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm drowning. Up. Um, Can you come in Thursday, <laughs> yes. 2 p.m.? Can you just go online yes. to Hot Doc? And, hot and then doc they're like, do you bulk bill? Yes. And like, do you take Medicare? Can we do a telehealth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... um. All right, well, that's... Yeah. It's a pretty good version. There's no one right. particular... Mo- I, I, well, it is one of those, like, you know, especially in Australia, we've got, like, the Davos and Dazza mm. and... I'm um, Goxie. Like, mm. I, the funny thing is I often go to make fun of boring nicknames that i'm like oh well mine's not very interesting <laughs> yes they put a y on the end of yeah. it yeah well being a sports fan footy fan myself there's a lot mm. of the uh y's and o's added on the end and yeah. um and I, I, that's yeah. why roy and hg were so good because they all are so good because their nicknames are so far removed from the names you have no idea you, you, yeah. you've got to be listening to them from the start to actually know yeah. who the hell and why they're talking about and you get these um i don't know if you had this these ones that you if you grow up with someone and you, and you first learn you, yeah, you first learnt their nickname as their name, and then mm. when someone like their parents call them by their real name, like what? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I remember when um, uh, a friend of mine who sort of was I changed schools, and um, the second school, second high school I went to, uh, this bloke met me, and uh, he came home and said, "Oh yeah, this is a guy named Lindsay," and his brother said, 
Lindsay, that's not a that's not a real first name. Is that, oh. that his last name? Is that his nickname? What the hell? They couldn't believe there was someone called Lindsay McDougal. It was a very very boring white school. <laughs> um, but I remember we had a this, is a this is like a very white school that like treats Scottish as yes, exotic. So it's very British, yeah, exotic. Yeah. What is this weird Scottish? Yeah, yeah. There was a guy at school named Dimmy, and uh, it took me ages to realise that Dimmy from Simon comes from. Dim, uh, Simon, Sim, Dim Sim, oh, Dimmy. Love those like long, yes, the, the, the convoluted the, nickname. Yeah. The, the, the whole journey to get back to Simon from from Dimmy. Um, yeah, because like um, I remember in the uh, footy first footy team I played in under fourteens, um, we had Slim, and he was a big fat guy. Oh, so yes. it was like, the opposite nickname. Mm-hmm. Very but good. then, um, and then that guy who I knew um, only to know his nickname for many years. He was known as Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know a mouse, and he's really tall as well. That's weird. But his name's... And then someone will go, Steve or Tom. I'm like, <laughs> well, what are you talking about, Steve? <laughs> Who's Tom? this like, person? Yeah, yeah. It's no good. It's like that... Um, there's a Roald Dahl book where um, uh, this pe- this guy teaches his daughter all opposites, like brings her up thinking of all... The, like thinking that words mean the opposite of what they do mean. And then when uh, he's dying in a fire, the cops ask, is your, is your dad inside? And she goes... No, because she knows him as his as her mum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've just ruined an entire Roald Dahl book. Yeah, God. I man. mean, that's what's happening with Roald Dahl books these days. They're getting, <laughs> you know, they're they're getting ruined. I, I feel the- like like I'm, it's nice of you to apologise, but I feel like by now you've had your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel a spoiler alert for something that's probably there, written in the seventies. There 70s. should be an expiration on spoiler alerts. <laughs> yes. You know, like it was one of the grown up Roald Dahl books. Anyway, I don't think they sold as well as the kids ones. I feel like. You know, I, I'm trying to think of an example, but I'm like, I'm a massive like Home Alone fan. So <laughs> I, I think if you were to say like, spoiler alert, like <laughs> he gets he gets the baddies. Like, what are you doing? You're ru-? like, you've had your chance to. <laughs> Do you remember there was a t-shirt that you could buy from like Granny Mays or from you know like a, a t-shirt <laughs> shop that had the spoilers of every movie written oh. on it? Like, um, you know, I don't, the- I don't remember that actually. That's quite nasty. It's good. It had like you know, Bruce Willis is dead. Um, the the oh. the character in um. Uh, Crybaby is a girl or whatever, you know, all of those sort of things. It was, oh. it was um, actually, yeah, it was kind that, of... It sounds like the, um, like, movie version of trying to be very um, controversial with a shirt. Because, mm. like, I was actually just recently reali- reading about, um, like, probably one of the most well-known in the kind of alternative rock, whatever you want to call it, world mm. is... Um, Cradle of Filth has yes. a shirt about Jesus. I yes. won't say what it is. Yeah, it's terrible. But I read about it recently mm. just for that. It was actually, um, I think what got me to it is um, the Offspring shirt for their song Bad Habit. Because they got the swear was, words on yeah, the back of it. I was trying to think of like well-known ones, but yeah. Mm. But like, I mean, that's a very tenuous link. I'm linking it to the yeah. Granny May shirt, but it's that <laughs> yeah, no, it stirring is. up trouble like with your just shirt. Trying to be, yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like Cradle of Filth love that because I remember when I first started hearing Cradle of Filth, I'm like, oh, these people are really evil. <laughs> and then you sort of see them now because of social media and Danny, Danny Filth is just this English dude who just gets drunk a lot and you know, posts about his daughter and yeah. stuff. It's like, you're not Satan. You're just a normal dude yeah, well, it, who once called Jesus a really it, rude name in a shirt. Yeah, it, it was interesting, the article about it because he was kind of like, I don't know anything about him at all, but the the mm. person I was reading was this kind of like, yeah, like we were just like, how do we drum up some interest for this tour? <laughs> well, what about um, what about friends? Should we or- write better songs? No, <laughs> yeah. no, we will call Jesus a rude word. I did, well, actually, can I just say the Offspring thing? Did you see they got in trouble in inverted commas because they released some old album on vinyl 
but they accidentally pressed the clean version. Of oh. all, the, all the lyrics got changed. Got they, they didn't. According to to uh, Noodles, he didn't even know they'd done clean um, clean lyric versions of these songs. But they pressed the vinyl, and it had all the you know like you stupid goddamn dumb heck mother liquor. Oh, order. Really? I don't know if it was that album, but it was an album with uh, <laughs> and all the swear words have been taken off. Well, um, that could be like I know I go off into tangents, mm-hmm. but like that could be a good sub sort of thing to look into is. Because yeah. there's always the the classic beep, right? For, yes. For, yeah. But it sounds so bad listening to something beep, and then yeah. Um, one of my earliest memories of a replacement for a naughty word was Bloodhound Gang. They had the donkey, the that's true. You let the mother, mother, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is genius. Like when you're young, everything's genius. But <laughs> actually, that's weird because I think we actually did that really similarly stupidly on um, our everything's effed song, which was on <laughs> Shut Your Mouth, and I feel like that. It wasn't that word. It was uh, when the prime minister's a racist, and then that word there. I think we had like a dog barking or something. Yeah. Well, so maybe we stole something, something else um, from the Bloodhound Gang. What's the? There's a clip. I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but it was like a one of the late night Channel Ten shows. Yeah. Ground Zero. Oh yeah, yeah. When we were and, on and the you're Jade, doing a, yeah. You'd like muffling the the yeah. Yeah, trying to mumble the words, yeah. and then by the end of it, we weren't mumbling Just at all. Yeah. yeah, we were we were banned from Channel Ten. That was one yeah. of the first. Um, stations we were banned from no we we talked about doing because people always ask you know how there's every band's got a kids band now <laughs> like everyone yeah, does their yeah. kids shows and like phil from grinspoon and all that regurgitator everything do these kids shows and they're great and people put them on but we cannot yeah. People keep asking us and because you know everyone else in the band has kids but it's and none of our songs are suitable like even even the songs with no swearing still have you know like punch in the oh, face yeah you know? i'm like um you know it's a little Never had so much fun. Yeah, there's <laughs> one song, but it is all about you know, yeah, yeah. I smoked a pack of cigarettes yeah, before yeah. midday, which you can't Change see the kids. Change it to fads, you know, the old... <laughs> you can say vaped. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's not, I don't know if vapes are good. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, you do have all the raspberry flavours. Yeah, yeah, they're quite delicious. They're yeah. great for kids in that way. Um, the uh, Yeah, no, but... We don't think I, I was well, that's the thing... Um, you know, I was actually meant to get into this later, but why not? Let's yeah. get into it now. We've... Um, with punk and stuff, it's it's meant to be like like sort of upsetting and like causing trouble, right? Oh, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. Okay. Can I just say I found? Oh, there's only two of them. That's really boring. I, I a few years ago, in fact, in 2021, in, in September, I started making a list of Frenzel Rom songs that would work as kids songs. <laughs> uh, and so far, instead of Punch in My Face, I've got Lunch in My Face. That's a good one. That's yeah. Pretty good. Like, people love food. All we need is some yeah. some lunch in my face. And there was a little lot of peas in the video clip. <laughs> That's yes. And the other one was instead of Five Thousand Cigarettes, Jason's song, uh, Five Thousand Lego Pieces All Over the Floor. <laughs> so that's my that's my two offers if uh, if people want us to play a kids show. You could do. Um I miss my lunch. Yeah. Ah, oh, entirely lunch themed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, that would be fine. There would be lots Fr- of, you know, yeah, like and a, like could be f- friends or tongs. That's a bad one. Yeah, right? <laughs> ate a packet of chips before midday. <laughs> yeah, coughed up my lunch around. Hey, my- look. I don't know if I'm supposed to touch on this topic, but if it was good enough for Dreamworld, right? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. No, you can touch yeah. on that. that. That paid our rent for a couple <laughs> of years. Well, I don't know if it was a couple of years. But, you know, did I tell you how... Um, well, I don't, I, like, I don't know if, like, um, there's been a lot of discussion over the years um, mm. and, like, you know, with artists and whatever. And we had a good laugh the other year about Xavier Rudd and a certain... Oh, yes, rare. he made some chicken but, <laughs> sales. Um, 
Anyway, I feel like we've he, skipped ahead here. Isn't he also the Peter, um, Peter Sexiest Vegan? Yeah. And then yeah. he made an ad for were a you, chicken. Were you spewing about that? Yeah. I was spewing because I've been eating too much fried chicken. That was my problem. Because <laughs> he told me to in, in, a, in a TV commercial. Yeah, I know. Mm. Um, we're skipping ahead, are we? Are we yeah, well, narrative? I, I, I don't like to... I, I'm trying to be structured on this part, right, but um, okay. I get excited when I you know, heroes like you. But yeah, if we can go... We're supposed to go right back to the start uh, for, yes. for the guest journey. So back to when... If this was a movie, like... <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, again, I'm doing an audio, a visual thing visual with an thing, audio. Yes. But everyone yeah. knows what you're doing. Everyone's um, seen yeah. Home Alone. They're <laughs> no, not Home Alone. Yeah. So, Lindsay, take us right back to the, the start of the Lindsay McDougall story. Where, where are you from? Where, where'd you... Had, Where'd you grow up? That's I was doing that thing where you go back too far. <laughs> and I'm like a, uh, I'm like my DNA is in like a dinosaur or whatever. Yeah. But, um, no. Uh, so I'm from just north of here. We're we're in Wollongong now, and I'm uh, grew up in Engadine. I was born at uh, Sutherland Hospital in Engadine, uh, not in Engadine, in Carimba, near near Engadine, in the beautiful Sutherland Shire, known for its beaches. You were the racism. Engadine reference before. ScoMo at the yes. <laughs> Although apparently someone from Thirsty Merc went to uh, <laughs> St Pat's where I the school the second school I went to, and their picture is up in the music room and mine isn't. Oh, so that's interesting. Um, although I thought they were from Dubbo, but maybe another one of the guys. <laughs> um, and um, Rodney Rude, I think, lived in Enganine as well. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, we used to ride Sheesh. around trying to find him. You're a Shire boy. Yes, Shire. The show, <laughs> the home of racism and beautiful beaches. Yeah, which order did you get? Oh, it's, it depends what, what whether it's you know what time of the Wait, day. Like, I was like, which one makes you angry first? Like, <laughs> there's a beautiful beach. I'm gonna I'm gonna hate other cultures. That's like. true. Yes, <laughs> it does seem to have. I mean, certainly Cronulla rights certainly have something to do. Like, yeah. it seemed to be like people wanting to keep their beaches their <laughs> sand white. Yeah, keep their beautiful white sands pure. No, the f- um, so the funny thing is, like, I, I'm asking you, and I genuinely, when I ask guesting, I do want to know, and I genuinely do want to know, but I feel mm. like I know, I do know little bits about you from listening and reading things. I've talked but, about um, myself so a lot. Do you have, is this, do you have a link to North Queensland? Or, or yes, yeah. I do. Oh, what are we- <laughs> um, yeah, Townsville is where my dad is from. My dad grew up in Townsville and Mount Isa and um, Charters Towers. And um, so we used to go there when I was a kid all the time. I remember once there was the, the airplanes were on strike sometime in the 80s. And so um, there was really cheap accommodation all the way up in Qu- like Queensland. So we drove up there with my dad. Oh, awesome. And, um, but yeah, we used to go to Magnetic Island all the time and it was wonderful. My brother, Magnetic Island was interesting because there were only mini mokes on the island. There were no r- normal cars allowed. So there's just these little mini mokes that were hilarious when you were a kid. <laughs> and um, my brother... Gavin had his um, foot run over by my dad in a mini moke once. Oh, is it? Does he? Uh, do you know if there's any effects to this day or? Is his foot uh, that or could or? explain a lot of things, <laughs> but like I mean, he loves like scar music, and maybe that has something to do with skanking. Like he's just trying to walk. Oh, and he's, like, I didn't meant mental effects. Oh, I mean, right. no, no. <laughs> like the foot, right? Well, right. yeah, maybe if you know, no, you're like, yeah, he still hates dad to this day. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but we saw cane toads for the first time up there, and. Oh. I remember there were signs on the road saying "warning soft sand," and I thought that meant quicksand, which is very exciting oh, for a yeah. young kid. Who you don't see quicksand as much these days, do? Nah. What, yeah. What's happened to quicksand? Do you reckon? <laughs> oh, is it's, it, is it, it needs the, to get a new manager. It doesn't. It's not getting much work. Is it? Is it gone? Needs woke? to get Barnsley's wet manager. He's everywhere. <laughs> he is, but that's only because of Jane. Oh, his controversial. Wife. His wife's doing all the work. Yeah, she's amazing. There's behind every. Uh, 
classic Oz Rock legend. There's a there's a awesome woman. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm trying to make up something. <laughs> so um so going your dad went to North Queensland. Was mm-hmm. he? Do you, obviously um you have Scottish roots. You mm-hmm. can name like McDougal. You know it's mm-hmm. it's quite a. Does, do you know much? Like was he sort of what what gen he was here? Oh, he was born here. He was born in in Charters Towers or whatever. But his dad came out just before that. So his dad was from just outside of Glasgow. <laughs> well, I thought I thought it was quite funny to be obviously Scotland's quite north in UK, and mm-hmm. then to be in North Queensland. You know, just like being in the north of places, the, the yeah. McDougal clan, right? Very very north. Except yeah. the North Queensland's very different to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Quite oh, different. that that is true. Yeah. Mm. So I always remember my granddad. Less pineapples in Scotland and heaps less, <laughs> like barely any, except on pizza. Yeah. Um. And in um. Yeah. His dad. His dad always had a really red face, which is probably because he wasn't <laughs> used to being in really hot conditions. Because um, I'd be lying if I, like I don't I don't claim to know like a lot about Scottish stuff, but um, you know, you know, like years ago when there was the whole like. Dropkick Murphys thing was kind of big, mm-hmm. the, like Celtic. But I was like, I'm always kind of like, I, th- I like to think I'm a contrarian, like a bit mm-hmm. different. So I went um, real Mackenzie's. Have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I because I was into all the fat wreck stuff too. Yeah. So I was like, no, nah, I'm more real Mackenzie's. And they were they were before yeah. the Dropkick Murphys by a fair yeah. few years. That was yeah, great. but they were big on the sort of like, um, like England were bad and <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, right, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, well, they were Canadian, weren't they? The Real yeah, Mackenzies? yeah. Yeah, so. they, I think I, the only memory of the Real Mackenzies is the lead singer guy was really tall and he picked Jason up once, <laughs> maybe held him upside down. That would be a good sight to see. Yeah, because yeah. Jason's quite tall as well. But that's that's all I remember about the Real Mackenzies. But yeah, they, they were one of those, the first bands to really mix that. Uh, <laughs> them, is, and then the Go Set, weirdly, from Geelong were like the second, I think. It is funny when it's like, you know... There's more to people than just like physical like looks and size, but it is a very simple thing to just go. Oh, that guy's big. That guy, you know. Yeah. I always remember this um, the image of like watching the band Lagwagon. And they had this like massive guitarist, and then mm-hmm. Joe, it seems like he's like, is he going to squash Joey? You know, like. <laughs> and Joey's tiny. Yes. Yeah, yeah, those sort of things. But um, yeah, yeah. So um, sorry to like sort of interrupt by bringing in that North Queensland connection. But <laughs> I just remembered that because I know little bits about you, mm. but um, predominantly um, growing up in Sydney, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the Shire in Sydney. So um, out, of, out of suburbs of Sydney, for those who don't know. So mm-hmm. got that out of suburb life. Um, Definitely. A lot of, how, how did you sort of, um, how did you view growing up? Just getting in a bit of mischief, a lot of fun? Sort of. I was pretty, pretty nerdy. I didn't do too much bad stuff. Like, my brothers kind of did a lot of So you're making up for lost time now. Yeah. <laughs> no, was, I'm joking. I, I don't know. Like, I think I, I was just kind of, um, I just did, I was really, I was kind of nerdy and good at school and stuff, but then I kind of, I don't know, I didn't do, I just sort of, I don't know. I, I, I started playing guitar because I was getting um, hassled at school a bit, so that was pretty easy. That was an easy way to kind of make myself so you're like if they cooler. try and bully me I'm going to hit them with this guitar hit them with the guitar no. or hit them with sick riffs hit him with, I, honestly it was the fact that I could play Metallica yeah or, or Guns N' Roses and that would and it would like stop people from beating me up like what are those beautiful sounds we can't bash him yeah except they weren't American and that didn't happen <laughs> well um, it's funny because like I've heard sort of um, obviously like um, rap and stuff took a bit longer to catch on in Australia so I've mm. heard of the some of those guys like Hilltop Hoods and stuff talk about them being outsiders. Yeah. 
Um, did you feel a bit of an outsider, like being into music? Was it like sort of like very jockey or? Yeah, I, you know, I went to the schools. I went to were really sports oriented, so and I had no interest in sports. Although I played lots of sports, I yeah. played like soccer and hockey, field hockey and baseball and cricket and stuff, and AFL even. I played for the Heathcote Hawks. And, and you couldn't like. You, I feel like they're missing out on a. Like embracing you, you could have been mm. on the sideline playing like Thunderstruck when the team scored. A All of that, try. except that our teams didn't really score tries <laughs> in any of those sports. No, but I, I, um, yeah. So I remember I was doing things like, um, like I would dye my hair. I remember dyeing my hair, like just just a little strip of it, dye my hair red, and then had to go and get it bleached out because at school you weren't allowed to have dyed hair, <laughs> that sort of thing. And yeah, and no one. But it, but it, they've bleached it, so now it's become frosted tips. So like. <laughs> You've become like Sugar Ray, or you know. <laughs> oh God, fuck it. it! Would have been about the time of Sugar Ray as well, I reckon. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't. I, it's um, it it was definitely like, like always, just kind of not being, not being the cool kids, not being, and the cool kids are always yeah. the very mainstream kids at our schools. You know, nothing was cooler than just doing exactly what your parents did. And and do you do you remember like getting into music at quite a young age or yeah i remember i was like at a thing a family group thing which was like this religious thing that a bunch of families including ours would go away and i guess there was religious i don't remember the religious side of it but i just remember listening to things like um dire straits brothers in arms album and whispering jack and really dorky stuff like that and listening to it over and over again and working out that there were bits there was choruses. There was mm. after the second chorus. There was this other bit. What's this other bit? This is different. It's yeah. the middle section. Oh, oh yeah. And like, no one told me. And like working and like really overanalyzing stuff like that, and working out like kind of breaking down why stuff sounded cool and getting really into the into the mechanics of music, which is you know it's an interesting way to to build passion yeah. for music. But I really liked seeing all that stuff. Well, because I've spoken about this with other guests, and in particular like comedians, where we'll say about um. Where looking back, it seems a bit silly, but it's an important mm. thing to actually think you're seeing things that others aren't seeing, if you know mm. what I mean. So that makes me th- like um, I said to one of the guests about The Simpsons when you're like, even though it's this massive thing, when you're mm. like, oh yeah, I get that, like, I'm seeing that joke yeah. only. On- and um, did you feel that with music, like like um, I'm hearing the bits that are- others aren't hearing, and like y- yeah. you would feel that you're yeah that you've got some special thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I realised that. I mean, I. I um I can remember trying to explain to my cousin why Def Leppard was so good. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean I think people all around the world have tried to explain You're, you're why the Def original so like good. think piece writer like. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it they're a metal band but they've really got levels with their, <laughs> and the precision when it comes to recording. No, I don't remember. I do remember I built I, I made guitars out of cardboard uh, and I, I yeah. have this picture in my mind of me and Clint my cousin on my bed playing like play air guitaring or cardboard guitaring along to hysteria yeah. by Def Leppard. But I didn't know that up how to go up high on the guitar. I thought I, I thought to make low sounds you went up high. I was all backwards. So I can yeah. just remember right down the end of the fretboard doing guitar solos, which to anyone else would have looked absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. To anyone who Well knew um it. obviously like you've come a long way with the I know the which tech side aspect, goes high now, yeah. But I didn't bother to improve on that. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever like the early days. I used to do this thing where it was like, um, you kind of like, it's hard to explain. But like, mm. say it's like when I come around by Green Day, yeah, and I'd be like, 
you, you think you're playing it with your hand, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, no, 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 you know. Oh, like, yeah, you're sort of playing the melody rather than the rhythm. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and, strumming and, the melody. And also not, I was never worried about where my like left hand yeah, was. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. that turns out that's pretty important. Yeah. Like, you think you can just go, it's like, it's a, it's imagining if, if the guitar strings are enough guitar strings as a piano. So you go, dun, 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 Well, it just like, because the way we think is all different, right? It mm. just shows my mind is all about, more about, like yes, I like the sound, but also probably more the the rhythmic sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was reading this thing the other day about um, one of the Led Zepp guys where he's like, I don't even know the lyrics or don't right. Yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. know song titles or whatever. Mm. I think it might have been the bassist Jones, is it? Yeah, uh, John Paul Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was saying he like doesn't know anything about the lyrics, or so he's probably <laughs> That's awesome. people like that are more in tune with the the music side of <laughs> imagine, things. Imagine how shocked he'd be if he actually listens. Robert, <laughs> do you ever Brian, have that in the band the where like Gordy's like, "What are you? What are you guys?" Oh yeah, <laughs> Gordy has no idea what half the songs are about. Actually, <laughs> these days more so. But um, yeah, no, we're all and sometimes I'm listening to the lyrics and I finally get, or or go, "Oh, is that what you're actually singing about?" <laughs> Especially now with this album because I'm singing a lot more on tour, um, on stage at the shows, so I actually have to learn lyrics a bit more now and i'm going oh is that okay that's what these words are and because we've got in-ears now so we can actually hear in our earpieces really specifically jason there's one song i think it was um that song which i won't say the name of but it uh, has the word khan in the title <laughs> and it's oh, i'm gonna fight you but apparently i was singing completely the wrong <laughs> lyrics and we're like i'm gonna I w- oh yeah, he thought I was singing. I want to fight you. And it's like he laughed, and he, at the end of the song goes, "Lindsay, this is on stage. It's I'm gonna fight you, not I want to fight you." Like, yeah, but that's pretty close, right? You know? uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's yeah. sort of a yeah. It was just a very funny moment. Like, how long has that song been around for? I don't know. Um, so this leads to me wanting to ask. Um, obviously, like first interest. Um, so you you came from like sort of a background of um. As you say, like so, I guess you'd say classical rock, um, mm-hmm. and I've heard this before. Like you, you got you got into the sort of grunge scene yeah, a bit, Pearl big, Jam, big into the grunge scene, that sort of thing. That's why I dyed my hair because <laughs> um, you know Kurt Cobain had red yeah. color in his hair. So can you tell us a bit about that sort of progression? Was it like um, and how you came to sort of come across to punk and um, yeah. I, so I was playing, yeah, learning guitar, and that's when grunge kind of happened. And so I'd study, and also it made things a lot easier to learn guitar because you didn't have to learn <laughs> difficult slash guitar lines or metallic guitar lines and stuff. And there was heaps of stuff around at that time. So there wasn't just your Nirvana and and Soundgarden, which is pretty difficult. That was fun to play, and Alice in Chains, which had some yeah. really fun bits. But lots lots of other stuff. I remember like playing along to the Breeders and Belly and Juliana Hatfield and all of this really cool. And you know, for someone like me who's like this little kid wearing flannels and stuff around um, Engadine seeing these people doing the same yeah. thing on Rage, you know, wearing flannels. And because even like even the, the women in bands back then were just kind of looking like everyone. Yeah. Just, you know, just kind of, you know, there was this, this yeah, I just have, I can picture the video clips to My Sister by Juliana Hatfield <laughs> or Feed the Tree by Belly. And they just look like kind of people that I knew, just a bit older and yeah. from America. So, yeah. And um, but then. Was there much like Oz stuff, or that was probably a little bit later when? Yeah, because I couldn't. Like, I guess there would have been stuff, stuff like Falling Joys and the Clouds and um, yeah. UMI, but they, I guess they didn't really. I didn't hear them till a little bit later. Because um, I, I feel like you're, um, 
like my getting into music was a, a few more years after you. So yeah. I remember like 98. That's I, when Australian yeah, alternative music was massive. I, my first festival I went to was Livid 98, which mm-hmm. is like October in Brisbane, a big mm-hmm. festival in Brisbane. And um, there was like, in hindsight, I'm like, I think there was like Public Enemy, Pulp, like all the pretty cool international bands. Mm. But for me, it was just like home bait because I was just like, Jebediah, Grinspit, all of that, yeah. you know, living in. And But it was that, um, and um, there was an interesting doco, I think it was Dead Set, I think you... Yeah, I know yeah. that that was a doco, I don't really Yeah, I think uh, some other members of your band mm-hmm. um, were on the, talking on that. But they, it was all about that, like, Oz explosion, but it was... Mm. and. A lot of the bands talked about how how big like Triple J was and stuff for things, but um yeah, I I, I don't remember like I I don't I didn't listen to Triple J. I listened to Triple M back then because yeah. Club Veg was on and, <laughs> and um and Doug Mulray and stuff. But I just yeah, I I more remember American bands until I started listening to punk music and and all ages shows. So yeah. that's when that's when I got went to go and see things like bands like Spiderbait and UMI and. Um, front end loader. I remember seeing all those sort of bands yeah. and Custard and yeah, UMI, and then started going and seeing through those sort of bands, bands like the Meanies and Friends were on. And that was when uh, I remember Mary Ellen Mahopoulos, who used to work at the video shop in Engadine, and um, she was selling some Friends or Rom CDs. She was selling a whole bunch of stuff, and so I just bought a couple of Friends or yeah. Rom CDs. I bought Coughing Up a Storm and Dick Sandwich off her. And that were like the first first punk rock CDs I ever owned. It's it's quite a shift, isn't it? Once you're able to start going to shows, because it goes mm. from like TV, radio. They're these almost like, and they're like untouchable. They're yeah. these yanks from the other side of the world, rock stars. I was I was reading Hot Metal magazine, yeah. and seeing these people, you know, especially like seeing Bon Jovi and all that. These ma- you know big rock stars, and then, and then you go to these gigs and. <laughs> um, they're standing next to you Fully. before they're... And then the band hops up. I remember, like, it took a while to, like, sort of adjust where it's like, oh, the bands just stand next to you in the, in the like, mosh pit and stuff. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a... There's a photo of me in 1995, I think, with Tim Rogers. And it's, um, yeah, all of that stuff. I was... It was, yeah, just all of those bands. Yeah. You could go to all ages. We used to get the train into city, into the into Sydney, into the city, and watch and go to the Metro all ages. And the Metro... There was a McDonald's next to the Metro uh, and you could go under the ground uh, and through a tunnel to another McDonald's. Wow. Well, I think... Well, there's, yeah. So that's where everyone went. And it, do, you, do you remember the smell of all ages shows? Yeah. Is this... Because I, I caught... So like 98 was my first year going to shows. So I just caught the end of cigarettes smoking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Not the end of cigarettes, but <laughs> <laughs> in venue, like yeah. able to smoke. Yeah. So I used to like, I didn't smoke, but I'd go home. It was all over me. Mm-hmm. My you, parents like, well, what are you doing? Like, you yeah, know? I used to, yeah. Well, this this smell was like, because it was all ages, and I don't think you were allowed, allowed to smoke in a lot, but people obviously did, but it was more this smell like at a farm, this <laughs> agricultural sweat smell, because everyone was moshing and there's- A lot this, of Lynx Africa. And <laughs> this, this 90s smell, this 90s kind of sweaty smell, which- Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was, yeah, and then everyone would get the train home or Pre, whatever. Pre-phones, I don't know if you remember, no um, if you went with some mates, like having to made a- Make a meetup point. Yep. Like, if we get lost in the pit, meet here and like. Well, yeah, we just all. There's no phones or anything. We just, yeah, I think we'd meet under uh, in the tunnel underneath the uh, yeah. underneath George Street and um under yeah and then get the train back to the Sutherland Shire. Um, occasionally we'd go to gigs. We went to a gig at the Phoenician Club before that got closed down, and there was gigs in Sutherland as well. I went and saw um, yeah. it was UMI and Spider Bait at the Bop at Sutherland Entertainment Centre, and I got busted. 
um, by the cops because I was dating a girl who loved frigate OP rum and we had a <laughs> bottle of OP rum and we were like 16, 15, 16. And um, also, though, even worse than that, because I remember them pouring the rum out down the drain, these cops. But I had a friend whose dad was a policeman and so I'd borrowed a police shirt out, oh. of his, out of his cupboard and was wearing it underneath my flannel. And the, I remember the cop going, you know, get in trouble for the rum. <laughs> and then he goes, hey, what's this? And he grabs my flannel and moves it. And I've got a fucking New South Wales police oh. shirt underneath for no but, but reason. He, but he wasn't like, oh, you're one of us. <laughs> Carry on. Like, oh, my mistake. Yeah, uh, yeah. Undercover officer. <laughs> yeah. Great disguise. You uh, he, here's some uh, <laughs> evidence you can plant. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I might take that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very funny. And then so like <laughs> they tried to scare... Yeah, by telling my dad they were considering um, charging me for impersonating. Oh, I said to you before, did you get into mischief growing up? And you said, no. Well, this wasn't this. <laughs> yeah, no, this is encounters growing up. And this up. wasn't, this was at the end of growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no this was actually, that's a good point. Well, that, I was a complete That nerd. was a golden era for that, like, sort of um, vague, like, got him. You know that yeah. got him, like, a lot of, like, mixed shit shirts. And oh, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you, you wouldn't really do anything bad, but you just sort of... I, on the on the cusp, like... I, I was talking to someone yesterday. Um, we were filming this skit um, where we had... You know, it's about, like, gotch, doing mm. gotchas to cops and stuff. Anyway, yeah. I was talking about, like, um, you know, being a teenager and sort of mumbling under your breath, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I can smell bacon and all that sort mm-hmm. of shit. You, just quiet enough, you know that they can't hear it. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. you stick your finger up at cops, like, but from behind the car door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a lot of, like... Mm. Um, yeah, that's sort of... Uh, that it's all part good. of growing up, yeah. Mm. Taking down the system, you That's know? right. That's what we're all about, effing the system from yeah. from there. Well, in a, in a serious way, like talking about punk rock, it is about um, raising issues and, mm-hmm. feel, you know, you, you got to like... There's a bit of a debate, like we have a bit of a joke amongst mates of like, you know, like I did my time, I played my Pennywise CDs. Because <laughs> you do feel like, you know, when you are young and growing up, you're like... <laughs> It can feel like you're making a difference. Not making a difference, but you're like, you know. Like, yeah, like I'm part I'm, of the resistance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm listening to, to, to Jim from Pennywise and, and talk it's, it's only now, about yeah. society. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now I can like joke about it. I, I often say, because they have this one, an album. Um, what is it? Fuck it. Um, free. What's the American? Anyway, they've just put a que- question mark on yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free, what is it? Yeah, what is it? I, don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> I should look it up. Anyway. <laughs> obviously land not, of the free. Yeah, that's mark, it. Land yes. of the free question mark. And it's mm. like, now I joke about like, wow, one question mark, but so powerful. Like, yes, that's all it takes. One question. But that's a, it's, it's we joke about it, questions. but it, do you like, t- you know, talking this segue of like um, learning your background. Mm. So to go from sort of um, for you, was it a sort of natural progression to to start um, getting interested in bigger, like you know, big? When you went to punk, mm. I'm not talking very well. <laughs> when you went to punk, and and the, there are these issues opening up. Yeah. How, yeah. Did, how did you? Were you quickly to get into that, or? Um, yeah, I I definitely didn't have any issue. Any, I definitely wasn't sort of. I mean, I was. I grew up very, you know, middle class and white and everything. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, punk had a lot of dealing with a lot more things than like Def Leppard were. Yes, or, true. Or Pearl Jam. Or yeah. Like. So I was radicalized fairly <laughs> easily. Yeah. No, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't a real problem. And and like, I think that one of the things that I liked about punk rock is that it was actually singing about stuff that I could see was a bit crap with society. Yeah, with yeah. society, to quote Jim from Pennywise. But, um, yeah. Things that needed a change in the Shire. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, plenty of things probably. Well, it's like, you know, I joke about it, but it's like, 
I'm I'm sure that those not like people know big incidents like the riot because mm. that's yeah, easy yeah. to quantify. They don't see all the little shit you like little bits mm. of racism you see. That, oh, fuck. Uh, you and know, just, before just, before camera phones, mm. we didn't. Only the people who are on the bus saw the racist rants, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, fully. And it's just all the little things that that sort of push down anything different. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was the thing. And for some reason, yeah, I was just one of those people that liked to make pe- Like, you know, I, I used to constantly get hassled by, by not by like the, just just by the bullies, isn't it? So bullies, kind of the people that look like they were probably on drugs, but really probably just bunked off school for the day. <laughs> and they used, But they used to hassle you for looking different. It was kind of weird because they were the people that were doing something different. Yeah. But, um, you know, and but also I used to get hassled by the jocks and stuff. But I kind of liked that. It was so weird. I remember I was dating this girl. And um, there was this bloke who clearly liked her, and um, they were, and but she was dating me. But he used to punch me all the time at school, punch me in the head, and call me these real homophobic slurs. And I was just, I couldn't impress to him. Like, dude, the reason you're punching me is because I'm dating Belinda. Yet you're calling me all these homophobic slurs. Like, and this is like, like, I know it's easy to paint over it now as you're just retelling it, mm. but. Like, was it, like, physically painful, these punches, you know? Like, kind of. I mean, like, he was, yeah, he was a nuggety little kid. But I remember I remember he used to say, I'm going to find you on the weekends and I'm going to really hurt you. Because, you know, oh, you okay. could, but then, but but he couldn't find me on the weekends because he lived in Gaimere and I lived in Engadine. But <laughs> that's what's different now because these days, because of social media, bullies can find you 24 hours a day online. And it's really yeah. scary for kids, I think, these days. Back then, yeah, that dude just, you know, would just punch me a couple of days a week at school and then run away. And I wouldn't, be, you know, I could hide on the weekends but I feel like it didn't really like it was just one of those like I feel like because it was physical and he and he the words he was saying to me were so dumb it had much less of an impact on me because I was just going dude this is just embarrassing for you (laughs) just find a more constructive way to criticize me verbally that actually makes sense yeah I feel like um thinking back to that era too there was because there was a lot of like you know it's like we a lot of us you know, white Australians, we didn't have, we had stuff like mm. cops hassling us, but there's a lot of that vague sort of prisoner yeah. of society. I remember <laughs> yes. this, um, cause I was big into Scar and mm-hmm. Area 7 had this song, Second Class Citizen. Oh, yeah. And it's like the cringiest lyrics, like, <laughs> government's making new laws all the time. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know, we're not that sort of. It's um, actually the old laws that are really yeah, the problems, yeah, yeah. Steve-O. The new laws are actually quite progressive. But I'm just trying. I shouldn't yeah. have used one particular band, but because no. like making fun of Pennywise and that. I think yeah. there's a far enough distance. Yeah, yeah. No, but there is. There if is. If you're the, listening, I'm really sorry, Fletcher. <laughs> but there is such an e- like writing songs like that. You feel like you are like, and I've written heaps of songs like. I wrote, yeah. I wrote this song. I'm the problem with society. Although I think yeah. Jason wrote the lyrics, but um, it was just like, yeah, man, I'm singing a song. Yeah, and it's not re- you're not really addressing. Well, it. like that's why now I joke about I have I joke about in my shows about like sort of um Michael Moore really radicalizing mm. me and being like oh, take yeah. down USA and then realizing I'm just a kid from the southern suburbs mm-hmm. of Brisbane, you know, and it's like, but it is something powerful where it's like it's almost like finding that like mind like like minded people, right? That's mm. that's a powerful thing too. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you about, like sort of finding the punk scene and um I guess. Because it was like it was pretty small in Brisbane, and I imagine it was a little bit bigger probably down here. But but it was still. How did you find like finding? 
And then when you started sort of touring, mm. finding those bands internationally, like that must have been sort of... Um, yeah. Well, when I first, like before I joined Frenzel, I knew three other people that liked punk rock in Engadine and they were, they were great. And they, well, a few more than that. But there was, um, yeah, like people like a girl I was dating, Liz and all her friends, Liz, Monica, Lisa, and there was Dave Harker and Bill, the yeah. two, my two friends who were really into punk rock at the time. And so that was awesome. And then... Um, going to shows, you'd meet a few. But I didn't really meet too many people at shows before I joined Frenzel. But then, yeah, like actually moving to Newtown or living, going to Newtown a lot before I moved there. Keeping it weird. <laughs> yeah, and finding all these people. And then, funnily enough, like going to Brisbane, I remember we used to hang out in the Valley a lot and realise that you could actually hang out with bands that weren't punk rock. Because <laughs> in Brisbane, because the community yeah. was so small, you know, the indie bands and the hip-hop bands, you know, you'd hang out with the Resin Dogs, you hang out with um, Six Foot Hick, you yeah. hang out with all these bands that do lots of other different sorts of music and you're like, oh, wow, it hasn't got to be. But um, in Newtown, it was definitely a little bit more segregated, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think that in Brizzy, that's what creates quite of like, you know, your bands like your um, Regurgitator, that sort of thing. Because... Because they just had to like, I need a, I need, I need someone, I need mm. a band member, and that person joins, and they're like, well, I don't yeah, like yeah. the genre you like. So <laughs> people are like, oh, you're so amazing, you've made this mishmash of sounds, and they're like, oh no, it's, it's just it's we just, had to. There's yeah, no yeah. one else around. Yeah, like, we used to hang out with metal bands, I suppose, a little bit. Well, we hang out with Nightcrawlers a lot. They were great, yeah. and but I remember. Yeah, bands. There were a lot of metal bands that were hang, were hanging out the same pub as us that we kind of hang out, and hardcore bands that we kind of hung out with, but not really. Is um yeah, it's kind of funny that we hang out more with the punk pop people, which is kind of yeah. Silly. Well, that's the the funny thing when I think of um I know you, as punks you'd you'd probably uh push back to this label, but when I t think of you guys as like punk rock royalty, right? Like because mm. you've been at it for a long time and a lot of success and. Although you might debate that, <laughs> but I remember thinking that because like I was at um at the Frashville Festival years ago oh, near yeah. Newcastle, and um like Jay's there, and he's with my friend Jamie Hay, who's sort of oh, like yeah. considered like, in many Newcastle royalty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like considered in many circles of of the the subgenre he plays mm. in as as being like this sort of king, you know. Mm. <laughs> but punks push back to the terms royalty, right? But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, um, so for you guys, um, you know, you're like, in terms of punk in Australia, you're like at the top level, right? And then you join, when you tour overseas, you're playing with these bands that like, you know, on like Epitaph, Fat, all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that's right. Then suddenly we're meeting people who are actually possibly uh, with royal blood. In their, yeah, know. that's on. Like yeah, yeah. We first. Well, the first tour was with Les and Jake, and so they were <laughs> they were a royalty in Gainesville, Scar. I suppose, yeah, in the yeah. Scar world. Yeah, yeah, in that third wave Scar. <laughs> but um, yeah, like bands like No Effects, and I remember the thing. The first time I met Fat Mike, he was just at our merch desk. <laughs> on the warp tour and um but jason had already met him and stuff so that was all pretty cool and pretty exciting and then but then like going to see we never used to get really hung out with um bad religion or stuff but that was when i was like oh these are like whoa yeah maybe because bad religion carried themselves a little bit more seriously than no effects yeah. as well well were there any um any of those um for you, were there any moments like holy shit like you know was there a stage you're on or a city because hmm. i did hear you talk about i think it was on the triple j friends or j files yeah where you, where you spoke about this like all moving quite quickly right mm. um 
And then, like, your first Japan tour or something. And yeah, yeah with like, um, Rocket from the Crypt and Shonen Knife. It was pretty fun. <laughs> Were there, was it all just, like, thinking back, was it all just happening? Or was there any moments where, like, you uh, know, it's a bit cheesy to say pinch yourself moments, but, you know, there's like, whoa, like, this is... I reckon I didn't <laughs> pinch myself because I didn't appreciate any of it. I was just yeah. constantly drinking. Was it all just and, happening? Yeah, right, just yeah. happening. And, and also because, like... Yeah, it was just, I was suddenly doing this and, and we had to work, yeah. we were doing so much stuff. It wasn't like, okay guys, now next week we're going to be going to America and touring with Less yeah. Jake and then Blink-182 are going to join the tour as they release Damn It. Like yeah. it was just like, okay, and now Blink-182, oh, yeah, I know I know M&Ms, I used to play that, I used yeah. to listen to that, you know, listen to Cheshire yeah. Cat or whatever and then suddenly you're on tour with them and then suddenly you're playing these giant venues and, but more it was just like, all right, I'm waking up again in another weird hotel. Let's go and play. Let's go and drink too much. Let's go and, you know, do, like just be just be really weird and, and drunk and try and, and and it almost, you know what? And this is the the annoying thing about being a punk rocker in inverted commas is that you're constantly excusing your own bad behavior. Yeah, and so yeah. rather than just being um, interested in these people and vaguely respectful, you're constantly trying to get a rise out of people. And so you're like, well, uh, Mark and Tom are on stage. I'm going to go and drink their um, their Captain Morgans and not <laughs> apologise for it or go and eat their corn chips. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was fair enough, so we didn't have any food to eat. We were very hungry. But, <laughs> yeah, like that, that – it seemed more important to piss off the people who you should have maybe have looked up to. And I'm not saying we should have looked up to Blink-182, but it seemed more less important. Like I would love to have gone back and – spoken to greg graffin in 1997 yeah rather than you know drink too much booze backstage and vaguely look at them and you know like and completely miss yeah. that chance well also like that you know that i was talking about that thing of like punks can't really say oh we're royals you know royalty mm, mm. whatever and it's like but also just sheer population size makes a huge difference right like mm -hmm. so like you know, in Australia, you're, you guys are top of the heap, sort of, and then there's, like, body jar, living in, what, you know, whatever. Um, so, what I'm saying, to get to that mm. level, like, yeah, you are doing really well, but you you haven't... In America, like, the, the top of the heap, the bad religions and that, they've mm. beaten out hundreds of bands, thousands yeah. of bands. <laughs> there's a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's probably more bands in California than there is in all of Australia. 100%, especially back then, that, yeah, no, exactly. And so, we turn we... I mean, we had... On our side, we had novelty because we're from Australia, <laughs> and so that was kind of. Did you play up the like sort of like kind of Australia? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Go on back to me, dingo. Like <laughs> <laughs> we would just kind in, yeah, definitely. Nah. I think <laughs> it was um, but but also yeah, like and then you get that, and then they catch you. They walk in and walk in on you, and you're like. Pass, pass that cup of tea, Jason. Excuse me, like, Jason. Yes, yeah. hello. Can, yes. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no, no. They, um, but yeah, it wasn't as, um, yeah, like, I think the that was more the um, the audience definitely found that really weird. And the first tour we did was in the southern parts of America, so they were freaking out about Australians. <laughs> they didn't know what the hell was going on. But um, the, and you're equally freaking out about. Them, well, we're freaking out for lots of reasons back yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. But um, the 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 rest of the bands definitely. Um, would mostly just be upset or just aggravated that these four annoying Australians were too drunk <laughs> and being really annoying to them and just like just kind of just we were just really kind of just little shits and it was just sort of unnecessary as well I think yeah. I mean people would say that it, argue that it was necessary and for some bands it was because people did treat us a little bit like shit and so we'd retaliate but also 
I feel like we miss some kind of nice moments to be kind of nice to really cool people. Like we're on stage, you know, yeah. um, the specials were there, Rancid were there, you know, for lovers of ska music, yeah. you know, on those warp tours, there were some really good bands and some cool people. Um, and yet we, yeah, I feel like we spent <laughs> far too much time just being, yeah, just really drunk around them. Yeah. Well, this is the next thing I wanted to get to was, um, you know, like ref- it's, imp- it's important to reflect and like think about stuff, but look, Humor is a massive part of things, and I'm doing comedy myself. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you about like like the humor side of things that you do, because even though you haven't done 100% the kind of Henry Rollins, Jello Biafra <laughs> thing, you I do see you're on the circuit hosting a lot of... Um, and then there's obvious... Everyone knows about the radio stuff, right? Mm. So, um, But I, I'm very interested in... Um, so me being a punk fan, and I've gone over to some other sort of genres as well but i always find artists that interest me have a have sense of humor and Mm. good good lyrics often does have um i've forgotten how to talk again good lyrics often good quality lyrics often do have like wit charm Mm. right and but if you look through all you guys stuff obviously lyrics very funny Imagine is a lot of that Jason. I don't know. You go, yeah, 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 he's very, he's very yeah. funny. And um, and then there's like you know the artwork's always appealing. It catches mm-hmm. you out with like anime. You always got the like great cartoony, mm-hmm. um, which is a big part of that era as well. I believe a lot of like, yeah. So basically, what I'm trying to say, t- talk to us about um, talk to me about sort of humor and um, how how you found you know have you always. Has it become natural or do you feel like it's it's a it's an important part of things? Yeah, I reckon um, the thing that we realised was that it's easier to be funny than be serious about stuff because you can get away with yeah. more, obviously. Um, and there are a lot of bands, you know, doing very serious and being, you know, and we had we weren't very good at that and we had no real interest in it. Even like our more seriously kind of songs are kind of, yeah. you know, sort of uh, parodies of being serious. But we... Also, at the time, we were really into bands like Bad Religion and Propaganda as well. They just put out um, How to Clean Everything and then yeah. Let's Talk More Rock. Very good bands, very serious. Yeah. I think they did. They did have a. Well, a- this is something like, and I don't. I'm not trying to say we're super close on this, but I feel similarity of um, you have your beliefs mm. and you do raise them, which is different to me. I don't raise them as much in my comedy. But if you wanted to, if someone was to come and talk to you mm. in your private time, you'd be happy to like yeah. go deep into it. It's just like a time and a place thing, right? Like, yeah. Well, it just made it's just easier to even get those beliefs across if you're cracking a joke about them. Yeah. Um, even though that will kind of go over a lot of people's heads, but it's sort of it means it hits on a couple of levels. Like you yeah. write a song, and the best example of this is some of my best friends are racist, where it's kind of this serious song about the fact that you know, um, you know, what do you do when someone around you makes a racist comment or whatever, and and that's like a way that's one level and some people got it like that but then these other people are like fuck yeah some of my best friends are racist cool man yeah yeah and it's like well that didn't work for yeah. those people I often cite you guys as having that overlap of um especially like like that mid 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 2000s you know when there was the, like I remember a big day out when you had um on the Gogos you had Neil Hamburger mm-hmm. open and it was right at the height of that like big burly blokes oh, yeah, yeah, wearing yeah, the yeah. cape flag mm-hmm. as a cape and stuff yeah yeah and i remember saying there and like i'm like that i know exactly i'm bored with everything you guys stand for i get what you're about and i'm standing next to these guys who are like 
get this Neil Hamburger <laughs> off stage. We want to hear never had so much fun. And, <laughs> yeah. and I know there's a lot of issues come with that when I've got the same thing is like you put your stuff out there. You yeah, sometimes can't anymore. control who consumes it. Yeah. And people who know me well know me as a person I am. And I tell them, I get these, you know, people who don't get it at all. Mm, I, yeah. Like, and, and thankfully, like, over the years, you, you tend to, like, filter out a lot of them, I reckon. Have you found that? But then... Oh, yeah. Every I, now... Like, I'll get this message and I get, like, a racist joke in my mm -hmm. inbox. And I'm like, well, why did you think that was, like... Why yeah. did you think that's... Uh, it's... Yeah, and people say that stuff all the time. On, and you just have to just... Uh, just, I don't know, like people like, even stupid things like, um, oh, like, you know, we put up a gig and they're like, oh, I can't come, the ball and chain won't let me come. I'm like, why would you, why would you talk about that? <laughs> yeah. About the person that you've chosen to spend your like life that. with. That yeah. is, why, and why would you think that we're the sort of people you yeah. can make that joke to? But yeah, it's, I, I mean, that's well, just the, like, and also you can get so hang around your bubble so much that you mm. forget there is this overlap, right? Like, oh, fully. I, w I won't mention any names, but it, uh, Let's. It rhymes with Stutter South. <laughs> you know that type of punk rock where yeah, they're, they're just yeah. like, they would never ever like think of any issues. Mm. I'll just like it loud and yeah. like, you know. Oh my God, and I yeah. think that sort of stuff can do well here as well. It does. I think it's about the only uh, market that they do well in. Yeah, no, fully. And, and we. Oh, so you knew who I meant. <laughs> we often get. That could have like, been anyone I was talking that's, about. That's like, true. That's true. We all, yeah, like, yeah, and that's fine. Like, because we also swear a lot and yeah. sing about bodily functions and stuff. And that's kind of like. But you're like, I'm doing it with a wink. Yes, yes. We're doing it ironically. Don't yeah. you understand, yeah. please? And that yeah. is the problem with ironic humor and stuff. <laughs> but then that's like, I mean, you just have to just deal with that. That's fine. And, and it's kind of, that's what we do. And and, and I know whenever I ever would hassle another band uh, to my wife about their lyrics, my wife will always just go, genitals are funny. They're so funny. <laughs> have you ever, um, on that topic, have, like you don't have to say what it was or anything, mm -hmm. but have you ever had like a, a ridiculous offer that didn't match with what you're about you know like, oh yeah we got let's asked say, to like play, one we, nation or something no, say, like not that we, but we got asked to play beef week <laughs> <laughs> and so we in fact i think several years in a row because obviously the publicist for this and this is in the 90s they wouldn't know what the hell's going on they're just looking around for bands that are doing well and then we need someone to play while the beef week queen gets crowned <laughs> let's get friends all wrong <laughs> that was very funny it was like yeah okay sure um so someone reminded me we played this gig down in south western western australia years ago and um, the McDonald's was handing out these flyers after our show. And it's like, show the Frenzel Rom ticket and you'll get a free uh, fries with every burger. <laughs> and apparently I took them all and went into McDonald's and said, stop handing these out. This is, we do not endorse this. Like, Who cares? Yeah. Give them their bloody chips, you idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no potatoes were hard. <laughs> it's like, what a, I, was, I was definitely choosing my battles incorrectly there. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, that, that is, um, well, did that coincide with that era I was talking about when people wearing like mixed shit shirts oh fully it's yeah. an e it's an easy market it's an easy target isn't it mcdonald's yeah. i know um well I, like it's you know you gotta you gotta attack the the big stuff that's <laughs> yeah um yeah i think that's uh, probably but the other um the other thing that's really interesting is um and you know talking about fat mike and no effects was mm. like one of the things when he set up like punk voter like there was that um backlash of like oh you're the guys who talk about like nonsense stuff how mm -hmm. can we take you seriously and also um people have discussed like maturing and and looking yes. back and reflecting and mm -hmm. i think i read recently about um like milo from descendants not being very happy about some of the early lyrics and, like, oh yeah i was just a bratty teen 
But um, so what I wanted to ask you, talk, talking about like the the animal rights stuff, um, like like as a song like um, "Go Friends or Go," <laughs> do you think sort of um, with the ra- the horse racing, and, mm. it's part of like maturing, right? Like now, yeah. now you probably wouldn't embrace the. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. It's an interesting I question. I wanted to ask you about that. I don't, don't want to put any words in your mouth but um how, how do you guys feel about that or? it's yeah i don't know it was for us at the time it was like oh someone's named a, a racehorse after us and the good thing we got to do was to tell them look that's cool just don't shoot it <laughs> yeah and, and, that, and so they agreed not to shoot it and turn it into glue and, or whatever well, like, well, yeah well like it's easy to laugh about it but like as time goes on we learn about more things mm. which is and that's why it's like oh yeah and the, it's even worse this day and age if like if you are like racist or whatever it's like we know much more like why do you have to and it's like that's what i was saying i i'd never like judge you or anything but also like with with social media you know heaps more about racism now but you also know about heaps more races yeah so maybe you would find one that you really don't like but what i was thinking at at that point in time um i don't know if um people had gotten on to the sort of um Oh yeah, racing industry exactly. Like, yeah, and that, and that came a bit later, which mm. is it's not to say it's right or wrong or like why didn't we know? Or yeah. it's just like but, uh, yeah, problem gambling such an issue. It's seriously, it, it, it's it's horrible. <laughs> and we were promoting gambling in like songs and stuff, and we were doing it all the time as well as horse racing being an ethical. I wouldn't issue say as well. you're promote. You're talking about gambling, vomiting, and sleeping in a true. Bed. True, but that was written you, you about a real make, experience. Yeah, it's like it's not like you're ma- glamorizing it. <laughs> no, well, I don't think it's, it's I don't a think like, Rom's ever glamorized anything yeah. by singing about it. It's it's like when that comes up, like say something like Breaking Bad, and it's like should mm. we be shining a light on meth? And it's like <laughs> I don't know if they're glamorizing it. Like, yeah, you want to end up chained to a ch- chained to a <laughs> thing, you know, running in a ditch making meth for yeah. people. But you like you, you, the thing is, you guys can be very influential. Like for example. I'm pretty sure between Jason and Roger from Less Than Jake, I really wanted to have like long dreads. Ah, uh, yes. Um, mm. And talking about um, not um, errors and stuff and predating phones, mm. phone cameras and stuff. So we grew up in like, you know, similar era, you know, a little bit age over difference. Mm. But um, what I'm trying to say is we grew up where taking photos and stuff isn't as common as it is now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... You're like, you know, you did it a bit, but but anyway, so I really wanted dreadlocks, but I wanted that the look of like Jason and Roger, like long, yeah. But I didn't have the patience, like so like my hair was like to kind of my shoulders or whatever. I'm like, mm. oh, stuff it, I'm getting dreadlocks. Anyway, I went to get them, but it came out looking more like sort of like a corn new metal, mm. so like pointy and sharp. Yep, yep. yep. And I've, I only had one photo. I don't know where the photo is, oh. but I feel like that in the age of social media, if I was to put up. That photo of my dreadlocks, like the new metal, that'd, yeah. uh, that'd do quite well. <laughs> I think these days it would do very well, yeah. yeah, yeah. The people love, because there wasn't many photos back then, you find an old photo, put yeah. it up, and it's like, wow, look at that, look at what we were doing back then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, and also photos were really bad quality do you, do you back ever, then. Yeah, do you think of like a lot of missed opportunities of stuff that happened, but also probably for the best of like a lot of Oh, the yeah, photos. there would have been some, yeah. You see, we see a couple of photos of like, you know, hotel rooms that we trashed or whatever, or didn't trash, but, you know, we partied in and stuff. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad that we didn't get all yeah. of those. I remember once we got in trouble for defecating on the Bible, but it, someone had miswritten. <laughs> what we had done was desecrated the Bible because we used to tear pages out of it and roll joints with it or whatever. But um, <laughs> this person had written, had, had written, misread it and, and charged and called called our manager saying that we defecated on the bible <laughs> we never defecated on any bibles no 
you're all about the. <laughs> yeah. Um, we ripped pages out and rolled joints and threw them up, threw them at the wall. Um, I got to go to work soon. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Um, we covered a lot of stuff. Um, mm. Didn't get to some of the stuff. I- <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah. So just to, um, can we do the uh, Wikipedia? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> this is a good one, actually. Yeah. So I've got a, a section on my pod where I get the guests to mm-hmm. choose a Wikipedia page we look at together. So what have you gone with? Uh, so I've gone with something that um, this you got to look up. You got to look up the term false memories in Wikipedia. False memory singular in Wikipedia. But you've got to scroll down to a, a particular type of, of false memory because it doesn't have its own Wikipedia. Oh, page. here we go. And I like that it's um, you know the little i don't know what the term is but the, the, mm. the description underneath so it's false memory then it says psychological occurrence yeah that's what it is <laughs> it's a psychological occurrence so that's the one you go to not an album or a book thing it's a dean coon's book or whatever um and um you have to scroll down to the mandela effect um which is oh so you, yeah go to like what's it what's in? the chapter it's in oh, yeah, what got chapter early is work in? manifestation uh early work it's early work yeah, man, man. That makes it sound like it's an artist. Yeah, well, we're gonna is see. This is a this is OG. This is OG. Yeah. Um, OG false memories. Oh, here we go. Freud was fascinated with memory and all the ways it would be understood. So where are we? Um, I, mine doesn't have Mandela effect. That's a, that. That in itself is a Mandela effect, which we'll get to. Uh, sorry, manifestations and types. Oh, you've sent me the wrong chapter. I have I sent you the wrong chapter. Here we go. Um, pre- how do you even say this word? Pre- Presupposition. Presupposition. Pre- oh, that's a good word. I yeah. don't know. I don't know where we are. <laughs> Presuppositions. Oh, pre- presuppositions. Presuppositions. Presuppositions and the misinformation. Yeah, so that's that's something different. That's that, that's another funny little trick. So what happened was, okay, so I really like words, okay, and I love spelling, and I know you're a big fan of spelling I as well. I love my spelling. But um, a few years ago when I was working at Triple J, I corrected Lucy Carter because she spelt, she was talking about a dilemma. And she was she wrote a tweet or something about a dilemma, and she spelt dilemma D I L E M M A, which is the correct way to spell dilemma. Except in my mind, the way you spell dilemma is D I L E M N A, because oh. I have this memory of dilemma spelt with an N, and I'm sure that when I was a kid, that's how it used to be spelt, <laughs> and that is an example of the Mandela effect. So let's go to the Mandela effect. <clears throat> I'm I'm trying to like because. I'm trying to think if there's any MN words you might have, like condemn, maybe. Yeah, maybe autumn, condemn, there's a yeah. whole bunch of them. Yeah, you're getting to the, you've, you've already cracked the, 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 um, <laughs> the trick of the Mandela. It's why you think, yeah. The dilemma has an M and an N. So, Mandela effect. Specific false memories can sometimes be shared by a large group of people. This phenomenon was dubbed the Mandela effect by paranormal researcher Fiona Broom, who reported having vivid and detailed memories of news coverage in South Africa of South African anti-apartheid leader Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s, despite Mandela actually dying in 2013, decades after his release and after serving as president of South Africa. So um, she reported that since 2010, perhaps thousands of other people had written online about having the same memory of Mandela's death. And she speculated that the phenomenon could be evidence of parallel realities. Wow. a second, a separate dimension where it, he actually died in in prison. Is it um? Is it like a kind of a sub genre of the urban myth, like the Marilyn yeah. Manson ribs? There, it could be. It yeah. could be. Except this is, yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Or um, I guess a crude version of 
Chinese whispers, if we yeah, can even say that. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I was absolutely convinced and I got really kind of upset. I'm like, no, Dilemma is spelled D-I-L-E-M-N-A. That's how you spell Dilemma. I remember it f- from school. And f- f- there's even like a Facebook page called Dilemma Folk, D- Dilemna Folk, <laughs> where a whole bunch of people say, yep, that's how you spell it. And oh. people are convinced and people seriously think that there was a twist in the timeline and some people yeah. in different dimensions got moved over to this dimension where, like, imagine how boring a second dimension would be where the only difference is Dilemma is spelt with two M's. <laughs> I like it. You've totally embraced what this is about. This is this is what I love finding this sort of stuff, you mm. know. It's almost co- like cultish, isn't it? Oh, yeah, cult. fully. It's a cult of people who believe. It's, it's a conspiracy theory, but like the one about um, people thinking the word Berenstain in Berenstain Bears is spelt with an A, like Berenstain. No, it is spelt Berenstain Bears. They think it's spelt <laughs> Berenstain with an E. Um, and what's the other one that was good? Oh, this is one that you would love. Um, okay. Uh, the existence of a 1980s movie titled Shazam, starring comedian Sinbad as a genie, which is actually uh, the, the 1996 movie Kazam, featuring well, a genie played so- with Shaquille O'Neal. Like, yeah, so, like, they're using the Star Wars, Luke, I'm your father. Yeah. So, it is that thing of just something gaining momentum. That's, I guess yeah, is the best explanation Luke, when it's your father. said the wrong way. Which he never said, but that's an easy that's an easy way to, um, yeah, to spread that. What, yeah. I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but in comedy, the, the common trope is, like, if you're an observational Seinfeld-type comedian... Mm. That it, you'll say something like, "What is the deal with airline food?" Mm. And it's it's probably not the same thing, but it, like it led led us to a lot of comedians saying, "Like we need to find the original, like what is the deal with airline oh, first, food to yeah. see how it all started." You know, I actually think that was in the very first episode of Seinfeld. Wasn't that his first ever joke in the first episode of Seinfeld? It might be. It was, that might no, be. No, it wasn't airline food. It <laughs> was um, it was talking about making up time in the air. Oh, okay. It's like, why don't you just go faster all the time? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. like, what what do you think would be like a punk equivalent? Is like, everyone will say like, take down the system. Is there an original like take down the? <laughs> Is there? Because you guys had well, that was before you, wasn't it? F the system. Uh, yeah, yeah. How can I f the system if I just can't get it up? That <laughs> yeah. was yeah. But that was just Jason having a fun version of um. Uh, it was the original like a version guy. <laughs> yeah, that was um. That was. Did you guys mode. do a like a version? No. We, Jason and me did one for Mel when Mel Bampton left or was about to leave we came in and played a bunch of songs and changed the lyrics from like Hell's Bells to Mel's Bells and Highway to Mel but we didn't do an official well, you know what I, you know what I think is an absolute ripper cover and not even like and I think you guys did it like pardon the pun from the heart was mm-hmm. the dead heart Oh yeah, because you didn't good. like you didn't like play around. Like, nah. you're just doing it as it's just a little well bit. As you can, yeah. A few more drum beats, but it's pretty much the same. Bit, bit oh yeah, faster. I didn't mean like didn't change it at all. But, but yeah, I mean, no, it's yeah. not like putting in jokes or like. No, yeah. no, no, it was good. That because you so don't want to like you, you know you don't want to. You don't mess, mess with, with Midnight Oil. Yeah. You don't mess with Pete. <laughs> you don't mess with all that. Yeah, no, that was fun. That was fun to do. Yeah, because that was like we got to yeah because it was good little guitar bits and stuff and got to sing harmonies and um. And this sounds pretty bad, but I feel like I. Learned the song from that. <laughs> That's I, but because it's only more in recent years people sort of going back and looking at like a legendary sort of the mm-hmm. old stuff and yeah, I, everyone I just, loves Paul Kelly and everything now. <laughs> I reckon yeah, everyone loves yeah because of Gravy Day. So I yeah. reckon Luca Brasi covering Gravy for ha- like a version 
is the reason that How to Make Gravy became massive because suddenly kids were singing it and then Gravy Day happened. Now we does the Gravy Day tour. <laughs> and um, you got, yeah. Yeah. And then we do How to Make Gravox, yeah. know, which was great. I've seen the shirt around. It's funny, yeah. Jason actually demoed one other song, or we demoed a song that Jason wrote called The Power and the Passiona, <laughs> but it wasn't very good. <laughs> we decided to stop doing our Oz Rock um, parodies from there. Um, no, I reckon I found out about um, Rancid before Operation Ivy. And I remember when I found out that it was the same dude, um, same two dudes, Matt yeah. Freeman and um, um, Tim Armstrong. And I reckon I heard Big Audio Dynamite 2. So that's <laughs> Mick Jones and singing, you know, If I Have My Time Again, yeah. Rush. Before the Clash. Before the Clash. Wow. And before Big Audio Dynamite 1, which was his band with Don Letts. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon I, I, I heard or at least appreciated Big Audio Dynamite 2, which are I think still a great, but are a bit yeah. cheesy compared to The Clash, to yeah. one of the originators, originators of punk rock. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> interesting how you find your way to things. Yeah. Well, but um, I did get to meet Joe Strummer when uh, <laughs> when he came out for the big day out, so I went Yeah, that that's awesome. Was it, do you feel like that was another, like... Right, it I sounds a bit cheesy, but like, should have cherished the moment. No, I did. Like- no, I reckon I was pretty drunk, <laughs> but I did cherish that moment. In fact, yeah, I think I may have been a little bit more than drunk, but I remember him, because Jason was in hospital, that and we missed that big day out, and I remember Joe Strummer saying... Oh yeah, I heard about that. How is he? Yeah, that's all I need. He knows. He knows about Jason. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like that's what I said. These things of like, you know, times change and like not mm. like respecting royalty or whatever. Yeah, like, but, but at the time you would have been like, this royalty. is that. This is the legend. This of- is the moment. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if I did not respect <laughs> meeting Fat Mike or watching Bad Religion, at least I respected and still remember yeah. meeting Joe Strummer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lindsay, thank you very much for coming on and. Um, I tried to keep things as tight as I could, but as I'm known for being quite be loose. going to be in so trouble. we really been gonna interesting. Be in trouble when I get to work yeah. today. But um, yeah, it's been really interesting hearing about your journey. The Thank Lindsay you very much. Journey. Thank you for coming on and thanks everyone for listening. Goxie. <laughs> Goxie's having a yarn because he's got nothing better to do. Goxie's having a yarn and one day he might have one with you.